0: Live from the offices of Great River Investments in the beautiful city of Burlington, Iowa, this is the Marvin Knows Finances Show. I am your host, Marvin Thompson, your certified financial planner, and joining me today is Joe Jolan of Jolin Media in West Burlington, Iowa, and Todd Slatke, CPA, and my partner, Great River Investments. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen in, and for all you listeners on Google Podcasts and Spotify, don't forget to click the subscribe button. If you prefer to see how we make the show come together, please check out our YouTube channel, Marvin Knows Finances, and click subscribe there as well. Just like the last and every time, I have to take care of a little business before we get moving too far forward to please with my compli- to be in good standing with my compliance department. Uh, Marvin Thompson is an investment advisor representative and a registered representative with Brokers Financial member SIPC. Opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Great River Investments LLC does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professionals regarding your individual circumstances. Pursuant to requirements imposed by the Internal Revenue Service, any tax advice contained in this communication, including any attachments, is not intended to be used and cannot be used for purposes of avoiding penalties imposed under the United States Internal Revenue Code or promoting, marketing, or recommending to another person any tax-related matter. Please contact us if you wish to have formal written advice on this matter. So question of the week is perfect again for the um, end of the year our, um, for our podcast topic today, which is uh, year-end tax planning. So we're really not even going to talk about this. We're going to just jump right into um, some ideas that we read about in the Kiplinger tax letter um, that was um, recently published on November 12th, and then um, just things that we know about. So um, the idea behind this is no matter who you are, um, everybody really wants to kind of minimize tax liabilities in their lives and so forth. So we've come up with a list today of things that we think you should consider doing um, to to help you out with that. So the first one is um, support your favorite charity. Okay. Now, the this is kind of a broad broad um, broad point to make, but let's go ahead and talk a little bit about it again. Okay. Um, first of all, is something called a charitable IRA. Uh, donation okay if you're over 70 and a half years old you can make a donation directly from your IRA to your favorite charity now the people who do this are generally the people who are subject to required minimum distribution because when you're over 70 and a half well 72 now but previously it was 70 and a half um, you were subject to required minimum distribution what you could do is you could actually have a um, money sent directly from your IRA to a charity of your choice and the maximum limit was like hundred thousand dollars and that money would count towards your required minimum distribution but it would be a tax free withdrawal from your from your IRA so it's it's a very very popular thing in our office we have many clients who use this strategy where because of their age they're subject to required minimum distribution they're taking monies directly from their IRA and sending it to their church or they're sending it to Salvation Army or any 501c3 organization. Uh, keep in mind it has to be a registered charity. Okay, they have to be a legitimate charity to do this. You so can't as a, be sending money as to There's a your planning kids.
1: point there then. <clears throat> so if you do that direct um, donation out of the IRA, um, kind of it avoids running it through your tax return, at least as far as a taxable income item.
0: As, as, yeah. Whereas not.
1: if I took that distribution in cash, you know, it's a required distribution. So now I take the distribution that the IRS chart says I have to take. It runs through my income. I could still donate it, but then I'm subject to having to go through. Itemized deductions to get any tax benefit of it. Exactly right. And right now, that zero bracket amount or that standard deduction amount is quite high at twenty five thousand something, twenty five or whatever it is. Um, so going that process, the second process I described really kind of probably gives away the tax benefit, mm-hmm. whereas um, having it donated directly. Avoids it from ever becoming taxable income and you still get the same final result exactly right much better for tax
0: much better for tax Um, The next thing on our list is um, just donating money to a charity So as Todd was just explaining nowadays, it's the $25,000 for married couples, but you can actually um, Donate up to $600 if you're a married couple and $300 for individual to a charity so that's something I try to do every year is to make sure I'm giving you know money to a charity up to that amount because it doesn't affect the itemization.
1: Yeah, d- definitely do this one if you're not going to itemize and you don't ha- you know you're not reaching that limit with your state taxes, your interest, and your charitable deductions, and possibly medical expenses. If you're not getting to that twenty five thousand one hundred standard deduction amount, um, definitely do this because it's a, it's a direct adjustment to your income, and you do get a tax benefit exactly. immediately.
0: Um, in a past, um, in a past podcast, uh, we talked about donor advised funds. So Todd, do you want to spend a couple of seconds talking about this again? Sure. This is a
1: great um, idea. Um, it, it really helps with the whole concept of getting over your standard deduction amount all in one year for possibly several years of future um, funding of charitable contributions. So the basic scheme on how it works is you um, would fund uh, let's say in 2021 here you would say, you know I've had an exceedingly high income year or whatever whatever my reason may be that I'm trying to get my my tax um, my tax bill lowered this year. What are some possible alternatives? This is a great alternative in that you um, you really are prefunding future years charitable deductions. You get the deduction amount this year. And you actually then get to advise where that money goes in the future years. Um, typically, this is done through a Vanguard or a Fidelity um, type account. Major custodian. It's your custodian, and they are the they are the donor recipient um, of the money, which allows the deduction. But in the future, you get to kind of advise grant making from that fund towards um, uh, charities that you want to support, churches, school districts. Um, governments and 501c3 organizations um the only real downside here is you do need funded in cash in the year that you're you're doing it so let's say you're planning to make twenty thousand dollars a year in donations for the next five years um, and you want to take advantage of the um, tax impact of that this year you would need the hundred thousand dollars to to fund that this year so there's a downside and you need to have the cash to pre-fund these these donations um that's probably the biggest the biggest uh the biggest downside and they're irrevocable so Mm -hmm. once you do um fund this account um it it is a giveaway at that point you you're going to get some input into the future direction but you don't um you don't uh get the money back you can't ask for the money back
0: yep Um, Another idea when it comes to supporting charities is giving away appreciated assets. Um, You might own an individual stock that you bought for, let's say, a dollar. It's now worth $100, okay? Um, You can actually gift that um, appreciated asset, that appreciated stock in this example, to a charity and um, provide you with a little bit of a tax break on that, too. So um, I know we're coming kind of towards the end of the year, but these, once again, are just some ideas. And charities nowadays uh, do need your help, okay? Um, when they did away with some of the, um, when they raised the standard deduction and stuff like that, <coughs> I think a lot of charities got hurt. So keep, keep charities in mind as one of your first ideas, possibly um, helping with some uh, tax savings at the end of the year. Right. Um, let's say you also have some tax losses in your investment account. Um, of course, you can take up to $3,000 off of your income tax from tax losses. If you sell more than that, you can carry forward those losses in future years. But it's a $3,000 offset on your income as it stands today. Um, In past um, podcasts, we've talked about gifting monies. Now, gifting monies is not really an immediate tax break. Okay. I right, it's to,
1: it's really not the income tax system that's that right. you're, you're dealing with here. It's more the estate tax system That's right. that you're dealing with, estate okay. and gift tax.
0: Yep, so what it does is, it, like Todd just said, it doesn't give you an immediate tax break, but it does help you overall uh, reduce possibly your overall estate. Um, what we've kind of seen over the past couple of years, because the market's been so hot, is people will gift monies away thinking they're reducing their estate, and then their assets just grow back to wherever it was at the previous levels. So. Um, nice problem to have. it's a nice problem to have it won't be like that every year in the market so just you know this is kind of a side note there mm-hmm. um, okay so the next one is kind of an interesting one and I want to be real specific when I talk about this um, the next one is sell your investment winners without paying capital gains now, I'm gonna start out by saying this does not apply to everybody okay um, capital gains rates are still low they have not been raised yet by the current administration they're still under some old rules okay But if you're on the verge of a federal tax bracket where the capital gains rate is zero, you may be able able to sell some of your winners um, without incurring a capital gains tax. So um, I did not take the time to look up the actual tax brackets to determine or tell you exactly on this podcast what um, those are. But the the really cool part about this is, is you could actually sell some of these gains up to that tax bracket, okay? Pay a zero capital gains rate on that. And because the, the wash sale rules say that you can turn around and immediately rebuy your winners again, um, you can sell that stock and then turn around the very next day and own it again. With a higher basis. With a higher basis in it. So, so
1: eventually, when you sell it again, your basis is now stepped up and you potentially, and capital gain rates may, may look different at that time. So you, you may have uh, helped yourself by uh, by getting that increased basis at zero tax cost.
0: Yep. Exactly right. Um, A couple more here. Um, Contribute to your retirement account. Now, at the end of the year, a lot of companies will pay bonuses, all right? And sometimes employees will receive those bonuses but decide not to have 401K or 403B deductions made from those bonuses. Uh, We kind of take a different stance on that because if you're participating in a 401K and you have the opportunity to get a bonus, you should take a portion of that bonus and put it into your 401K as, as you normally would with any paycheck. So keep in mind that 401Ks and 403Bs do have a December 31st cutoff date. So that's uh, something to keep in mind. IRAs, on the other hand, um, you can actually make your contributions for 2021 up until April 18th of 2022. Now, this is a a very important planning tool because this is kind of a done after after the fact because on December 31st, the tax year cuts off. You might not get your taxes done until March, April, whatever the case may be, as long as you haven't reached or that threshold of April 18th, you can still go back for 2021 and make contributions. So you'll see the picture much more clearer and hopefully you're still able to cal- qualify for a deductible contribution to an IRA or a SEP IRA or something like that if you're a business owner. So uh, definitely keep that in mind.
1: And just a side on the 401Ks, 403Bs, the limits go up next year a little bit, I think $500. Um, so next year's maximum 401K rate or contribution, Uh, Level is 20,500 and there's a catch-up adjustment. That's available to those that were born. I guess prior to 1973 I think Um, An additional catch-up adjustment of 6,500. I don't think that catch-up has changed Um, So um, I guess the 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 age threshold there is uh, What is that 50 year old 50? Yeah, and so a maximum contribution to a 401k of 27000 for those that are 50 and greater, um, the same as uh, it would be in a 403b plan or a 50, 457 plan.
0: Gotcha. Um, consider partial Roth com- conversions. Um, once again, we'll kind of address the Roth conversion rules. Um, you can, of course, convert um, IRAs, traditional IRAs into Roths. Um, when you do that, that money does become taxable to you. So please pay special attention if you decide to do a partial Roth conversion to your tax brackets, where you'll end up after the Roth conversion, um, and you want you don't want to be bumped up into the next tax bracket. That's yeah. the bottom line.
1: So people do use this as a planning point, and there may be years, um, you know, maybe maybe be right when they're in retirement, done working, no longer have a salary, maybe haven't started yet with Social Security, and they may have a few gap years there where their income is really just very, very low. um, This would be a great time to do that. Because you can use you make use of those really low federal tax brackets, get uh, what otherwise is going to be taxable upon withdrawal, get it will be taxable upon withdrawal, but you're doing it in a year when your your tax rates very low or zero, and then get it plugged into a Roth and then uh, enjoy the tax free uh, ability of a Roth for earnings and future distributions to be tax free
0: exactly uh, the next one is uh, make sure you take your required minimum distributions out this year if you are over a certain age um, you should be working with your advisor on making sure that required minimum distributions are being withheld i think due to COVID last year the rmd requirement was actually temporarily stalled for one year right uh, we want to make sure that if you're eligible or if you need to take your required minimum distribution that you are pulling those out in 2021 because um, it's a massive penalty. Um, the penalty is 50% of what you should have taken of out. Of what you should have taken out. So as an example, if your RMD was $10,000 and you didn't take it, um, it's a $5,000 penalty for not taking it. So,
1: And, and I don't know if the penalty is taxable, but the rest of it is taxable, yeah, at least.
0: And I mean, the government doesn't play around with those required minimum distributions. So no. just and it sure. is
1: fuzzy a little bit right now because they did change that. So they had that one year where they took off, you know, kind of waived, even requiring RMD due to COVID, then they've raised the age from 70 and a half to 72, but it's not an absolute that would, you can fall into a little gap period there where you might still be a 70 and a half year old person. So the rules are really kind of uh, sticky around this one. So if you're in that age group anywhere between 70 and 73, I would be looking at that very hard on what do I need to do, especially if it's your first year. Um, You do get a little luxury of a little added time. If it is your first year, uh, I can go into the next tax year. But if you already um, had been making uh, distributions, um, your cutoff is December 31st.
0: Yep. And I would also throw out a special plug to uh, beneficiary IRAs too. Um, You don't have to be 70 and a half to be subject to a required minimum distribution. Um, If you inherited an IRA, um, you know, those rules change. Now, you don't specifically have to take a distribution out every year. But the 10-year window is uh, ticking, so you may want to consider taking some money out of the IRA so down the road you're not hit with such a big penalty or a big withdrawal requirement, sorry. Good point. Um, Todd, you mentioned HSAs this morning. Yes. um, Health savings accounts.
1: Um, It's another ability. If you are uh, part of a high-deductible health plan and even can qualify to do HSA contributions, uh, health savings account contributions, it is a really good um, tax planning uh, point to, Um, take as much advantage of that as you can Um, there's a lot of uh, it's either double or triple benefit kind of uh, uh, to a health savings account in that um, and there are very few things that are triple tax benefit but but, um, um, by that I mean you get a deduction for the money going in so there's one tax benefit Um, the earnings build up tax-free over time as long as you use them for qualified expenses eventually so the earnings is tax-free and then the distribution later in life when when doesn't have to be later in life but when you withdraw the money for um, qualified expenses um, it's non-taxable so it's 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 really it's one of the rare things that uh, the irs is putting out there as a as a as a benefit it's it's one you definitely should take advantage of if you can yeah
0: we strongly recommend clients using hsa accounts if they qualify but like todd said you have to be part of a high deductible health plan i believe to do that yeah so, and the
1: maximum i think is 70. i think it's seventy-three hundred in 2021.
0: 20, yeah so okay, okay. so you have to definitely be taking for uh, uh, yeah for a exercise. family um yes yep. um,
1: yeah singles it's a lower number um
0: I, th- I believe but i'm not seeing it right here but okay So, you know, we've come up with a list of, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 items here that we want you to consider. Um, The the Kiplinger tax letter that was issued, like I said, on November 12th is a very good document. If you wanted to do some more research, you can always look that up. But we want to make a special note here, okay? Any of these ideas that we have presented with you today may actually result in higher income for you and kind of blows out the idea that we're trying to present if you don't do this correctly. Okay, some of these ideas may result in changes to Medicare premiums or lower Affordable Care Act subsidies. So, what we want to make sure that you're doing is if you are considering any of these ideas, that you consult your tax professional to discuss any ramifications because everybody's situation is different. Right. Okay.
1: So, yeah, we've kind of focused in here on the income tax um, consequences of doing something or not doing something or accelerating a deduction or deferring income, that kind of thing. But Marvin's absolutely right. There are other considerations, um, like a Medicare premium. Effect mm-hmm. on a Medicare premium mm-hmm. um, goes up with income. Um, there would be that one, and I'm drawing a blank. There's another one too. That oh, uh, capital gains rates um, vary depending on on the income level. Um, I feel like there's one other one too that's pretty particular around income levels, but. It's I'm, I'm, it was the I'm Medicare
0: the surtax.
1: Yeah, medicine, Medicare surtax. Mm-hmm. Yes, that would be another one. There's a nine. It'd be nine tenths of a percent, um, kind of add on contribution to Medicare system if you're if for a fam for a couple. I think it's if your AGI is greater than two hundred fifty thousand. That might be it.
0: Okay. Well, I think every year we're going to do this um, this particular topic on the podcast because. Um, we're going to do a little bit earlier in the year that'll hopefully give you a little bit more time to do some planning on this because we're we're literally releasing this probably two month two weeks uh, prior to the end of the year. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is tax rates and tax laws change on a year to year basis. Uh, a lot of talk in Washington right now about doing away with certain things that we just discussed. Um, the rules may change, capital gains rates may change, a lot of things may change in the upcoming year So. Uh, we want to make sure that you've got the most accurate information for the year that we're talking about. What we're talking about right now is the year 2021. Next year's advice that we give on the similar podcast might be completely different. So keep yeah. that. And there are big things underway, it <clears> seems, <throat> in
1: Washington. <throat> big spending things that somewhere the money has to come from to pay for those. If there's any sense at all, and um, that's got to come from taxes, either corporate or individual taxes, <clears throat> or possibly estate taxes. So all of those things are on the table. If you follow the news at all, you know there's a lot in the news about government spending, especially. Um, but the other side of that coin is really government taxation, um, the revenue side of, of of government income. So, yeah, definitely there's going to be changes over the coming year. Yeah.
0: Always remember, folks, the rule number one in economics is there's no such thing as a free lunch. So That's true. <laughs> okay. So, Todd, do you have anything else to add today? I don't think so. Okay. Joe? Mm-hmm. Joe, you've been quiet today.
1: I know. I'm just trying to contain myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating information.
0: <laughs> Love talking about tax savings. I know. I know. Well, as usual, my heartfelt thanks goes out to all of you today for listening. Uh, special thanks to Joe Jolin and Todd Sladkey for joining me today and providing amazing feedback and information as they always do. Uh, We want to hear from you, so please reach out to me by either giving me a call at 319-576-2264 or visiting our website at www.greatriverinvestments.com. Go to the Contact Us section of the site. I or a member of my team may be in touch with you shortly to discuss our next steps together. Thank you again for listening to the Marvin Knows Finances Show. This has been Marvin Thompson, your certified financial planner. Have a great day.